or or we'll just look over and fucking do it. How about if we just do it? All right, we'll say press enter. Do we we don't need you to press say press enter. That is what I will say. After I have endoscoped the vagina properly, I will then say press enter and it will be the end of the show and it'll sound like this. And then you guys will go blah 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 and then we'll end the show. But right now, we're going to actually... I just don't even know. Don't know. Begin the show. Uh-huh. Is everyone here ready to begin the show? Fuck it! Well, then let's just begin the show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Love Lab in North Hollywood, California, in front of a huge studio audience. Hello, perverts! (laughs) Oh my god, Jurassic Abyss over there. That was Abyss burping. How was that taco you ate? It was pasta. What the hell? Oh my god. Good golly. I, <laughs> I can smell that over here. Hello, perverts. Hi. Uh, I'm Kathy. I'm a bit. And I am Count Boogie. And my goodness, we are off to a rousing show 78 start. Look at this audience, all attentive and wonderful, peering out of our perverted podcast Love Lab blanket fort. The Love Lab is I, bursting. Do you guys see the blanket fort? It's a very nice blanket that is, fort. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> this is our first uh, Love Lab blanket fort. The lengths you will go to, Boogie. To get the bitches. You to get the bitches in here. <laughs> bitches like sugar. <laughs> gonna be blanket like forts. Bitches like blanket forts. <laughs> if I give them blanket forts and sugar, somewhere my penis can go in and they've just, oh, well, I guess this is part of blanket forts and sugar. Oi. Is that what all you the... Your brain, Is that what all the pudding is in the fridge? I see all that pudding. There's a shitload of pudding in there. I'm that. I'm. I. You you know what? When you get to this age, you got to use the angles. You just got to use the angles. We know everyone. uh, You know, we know what pudding they like, and let's Mm -hmm. just go sugar and blanket forts. Right. That's that oh. is thank you, Ramon. That Bobby is Ramon. the Bill Cosby technique. Oh. Do you want some pudding, young lady? <laughs> oh. No, really, eat it. It may taste a little funny, but it's gonna make you feel good. Mm. <laughs> Do you want a little drink? This is what happens when I leave for a week. I, what know. The I blame you entirely. You leave for a week. Blanket farts in the dungeon. Oh my goodness! And Christmas booty song. Yes, I couldn't wait. You were supposed to wait till December first to upload that damn thing. You know that is right. You are right. I was supposed to wait until December first to upload the Christmas booty video, but I did not. But I waited till the day after the sucker dance to um, put it up. I don't even know what that. What what. The, oh, s- the sucker dance is Black Friday. Oh, you guys didn't know that? Yeah. Here we That's go. called the sucker dance. And yeah. this year it was exceptionally suckery. If you see all mm-hmm. the videos online to the people uh, just joyfully loving each other and say, no, fine, sir, you take this discounted TV. <laughs> and they say, no, 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 that would be on Christmassy. You have this special blowing, glorbing knob thing that my child must have or it will reject me as a parent because I have to suck my own child. Why? Oh, Why? Wow. Oh. Did I mention I hate Black Friday? 
I thought you weren't going to rant about this. I, I wasn't going to rant about it until I just started him, thinking yeah. about the sucker dance. But uh, no, so I waited till the day after the sucker dance so people could then be like, we need some sort of relief. And then we made our perverted podcast. I'm not going to, we're going to talk about it more as we get closer to Christmas, but this is the song that I recorded in like 2004 in my apartment that while I was recording it, oh, be, this was the one yeah, that the cops okay. dragged me out of my house, nine cops with mm-hmm. guns dragged me out of my house because apparently they couldn't hear the music in my headphones and the postman or something thought I was raping someone while I'm yelling into the microphones, get on your knees, you know, because it's a dirty fucking Christmas song. So, true story. Absolutely true story. Uh, So, cops are just doing their job. But anyway, so this is the song. And uh, we made the video. And I the, had a I, role to play in that video, by the way. You did. Do you remember what it was? You were something Wrangler. I, What'd you do? I held the candy cane. That's right. Oh. Yeah. If you see the video, you see a candy cane just come into the frame. Like a penis. <laughs> That's me. It's, when you see the penis cane come in, <laughs> Kathy was the penis cane uh, Wrangler. Thank you very Thank much, you Kathy. Thank you very much. Thank you. It was very good. So that's now on YouTube and FetLife and all the things. If you look under Christmas Booty... It will be like six down, but if you look under our Perverted Podcast YouTube channel, it'll be the the first video up there. But it's the Christmas booty song. It's really cute. It's very shallow, um, but it's me. And uh, it's what peop- <laughs> what men, shallow men, gamers really want for Christmas. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Did you just lump yourself in with gamers? I know. I, I heard that. Uh, that's a nope. You know. That's a nope. Yeah, let me, let me explain nope. something with you. That's a nope. Let me explain something that's to you nope. before you, youngin. Oh. Okay. I committed burglaries to play fucking asteroids in the 70s. So don't tell me that I'm not a gamer just because I don't play the, you know, Dungeons and Dragons or whatever. I was OG. Before there was games, there was Count Boogie. Yeah. You are a dinosaur. Yeah. Right. Hey, like, that's not, let's But not, don't say not I'm not a gamer. Let's not just, make fun of dinosaurs, hey, please. Oh, oh, whatever. Okay. I was OG. What are you saying? Um, uh, what? Be careful. Tread carefully. What? Why? I will tread trompily. <gasps> trump, 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 trump. Anyway. Just what? tromping like a, what? like a dinosaur. I am. Anyway, Christmas booty. Adult Con, everyone still, we're going to Adult Con December 16th, 17th, and 18th. Yes, we are. Kathy and I, uh, Abyss, we're all going to be there uh, torturing people and uh, teaching classes. That's going to be amazing. AdultCon.com for more information there. We're going to keep talking about that as the weeks go by. And then, uh, wait, Unger! What? Wait. Unger, we usually only acknowledge you after... The, we play the Fat Life Yeah, we usually you do. And so we wrote on the board to actually acknowledge you before that Thank so you. we can be more professional. It's nice to be acknowledged. Is there any. <laughs> <laughs> that was such an ER line. That is not even funny. It's nice to be acknowledged. <laughs> is there anything going on in our perverted podcast chat room? Um, we're talking about Bill Cosby deadlifting. <laughs> I didn't know he was that strong. <laughs> Come here, let me lift you up. Marshmallows more. and cocoa—it's kind of all over the place. Oh, oh really? but, yeah. but, but we have, not including myself and Mark, thirteen people in the chat at the Ooh, moment. With good. quite a few brand new people, we're hitting some records. <laughs> people, people actually go to the perverted podcast chat room. Uh, Check Mondays, eight p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Pervertedpodcast.com. So, what would you that be go. in England? Eight hours ahead, that would be uh, 8 p.m. That would be uh, 4 a.m., Boogie's head's going to explode. <laughs> 4 a.m. in the U.K. 
Sorry, so if you are snorting methamphetamines <laughs> and you are in Scotland, uh, you can, of course, join us in the chat room. It'll be great. Yes. Yes, my Michelle. It's 513 in Toulouse, France. Uh, oh. To- France okay. is different than... Fr- fr- wait, France is... Yeah. France is... Uh, France is an hour. Whatever! Fucking Jesus! <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> we've still got one more thing to do. Oh, my God. The grand prize winner. The grand prize winner. Our first grand prize winner. Yay. Our first perverted podcast. Con- not saying she won anything She good. won great stuff. And Let I missed it. We you. finally actually gave something away. <laughs> yes, and, and Kathy it. actually mailed it today <laughs> with perverted podcast uh, member donated money. That's right. To, uh, to send, the curly chick. And we sent her um, the... We sent, don't say what we sent because she hasn't even gotten it yet and she'll hear it before it arrives. But she sent th- lovely, lovely things. But she, she knows what she got. Son, she got why, original wait, wait, artwork wait, from... Wait, wait, there's, there's hundreds of people the, listening. They want to know. Everyone. We they'll, sent they'll them the photographs week. by Jay... And yeah. we sent her a foot. <laughs> curly chick, I'm sorry if you're hearing I'm this. I'm sorry, but there's a lot more people than curly chick. She'll see it when she gets it. He insisted on we sending a, foot. a plastic <gasps> foot. Not the foot. Yes. I said the foot. Oh. We, I bought like 10 of them because yeah, I saw I go I'm on eBay sorry. and I'm like, what do feet cost? Right. And, they're like and I'm little, like, she's not going to want <laughs> little plastic fucking, feet. What is she going to do with a foot? And he's and he like, is, Kathy, we're famous now. Everything we do is art. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Did he so actually say that? Kathy and I signed the foot and uh, and uh, and sent and mailed our listener a foot. Yes. What? Anal comes to mind. What? Just saying. What? From a fo- what? Put the foot. She put the foot up someone's butt. She could. <gasps> I might have put the foot up Mark's pussy. <laughs> no. Not that one. No, we did that not. One? You can not do, that you one. You can do pussy to ass. That's okay. Wow. Yeah, in a foot. Yeah. Wait, pussy to, pussy to ass, you can. No, we didn't no, do anal with the foot. You can't do... P- this was an untouched, still in the rubber foot. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't think it was. And we still have yet to post a picture of you eating the address. That was tasty. Because <laughs> we're like... <laughs> <laughs> I promised her. I promised her that we wouldn't do anything with her address and that I would show her proof. I would send her a picture yes, of Yes, and that's what I was eating? <laughs> 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 Wow. I thought this was like some kinky little game you were playing with me. I, I, I missed this. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, all right, bitch, I'll chew it. Now the picture, Mark. Is that good? Yay, carbs. <laughs> no kidding. It's the first sustenance I've been able oh, wait, to eat. I have a, she sent us a, a lovely email in which she said, I love the podcast. I've been listening since episode 30. I've been waiting every week. You guys are like family that live in my phone. That's terrifying. (laughs) Don't be a pessimist. (laughs) (laughs) That life is the place. Talk about genital torture and subspace. We share our kinky thrills with perverts from around the world. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. Mm, How are those pies? I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Pies mind. All right. What do we have? These are good today. We have a post from Phoenix Rising 7. She wrote something called I Can Only Hope. She says, I put you on his radar, told him to check you out. I knew he would like you. What I didn't know was the destruction he would leave in my life and others. This will be bad for you. I know it was bad for me. Nothing I did warranted such treatment, especially by someone who preaches a good dom supports even after a dynamic ends. I want to warn you, but it's not my place. I can only hope you keep your wits about you. Hope you do your homework. 
Hope you don't believe in only words on a page. Well, let's have a nice, bright, uplifting. <laughs> well, this is just so. I chipper. introduced you to a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do now? What's my responsibility? Very funny, but here's the thing: every one of us has been in a position where we, if you've been in the community long, long enough, you see something happening, you know something is going to go bad, you know that this person is bad for you, or at least has been bad to you, and you got to ask. Where is my responsibility in this? Do I warn everybody? How, how do I deal with this when I know that woman or that man is bad fucking news? Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Wear a sign, protest outside of their house. I would say no. It is your freedom of speech. Don't God do that, please. Damn it. Yeah. Wave your genitalia and say, Whoa, you what? see this? Distraction. Where are you going Distraction, with this? Bill Cosby. What? He's I just not, rescue everything bad I say with Bill Cosby. <laughs> That's I, doesn't I that even, work? No. He's too much sugar. He's eating too much chocolate I pudding. No, I, I, I no. Okay, fine. Let's fine. We'll be serious. Oh God! Um, heaven forbid. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a question that that I want to make sure that we all understand. What is personal responsibility? Meaning, what is my responsibility? What is Kathy's? What is Abyss's? Because I think everyone finds them. I don't think there's a general rule for this. And so I'm curious to hear, and, and our lovely Perverted Podcast audience, what do you guys feel is your responsibility? Because there's different levels of this. There's obvious, it's if you are in this community and you know somebody is a rapist, then it is without question. You have a responsibility to make sure that people know that this is a rapist, a convicted rapist, or somebody that is in this thing. You can We, we have that. We have, hey, this person's in a case right now. They, they've done this or that, and you inform the leaders of, of that community so they can take that information. I think that's responsible. But then there's the, I just know that this person's a lot of drama. I know this person's manipulative. I know they're going to abuse you or, or whatever. What do you feel your responsibility is with those types of things? And it's those times where it's more tricky because those, those vague times where you wonder how much of this is just, was just my perspective and the way this person treated me and how much of it is this guy is actually dangerous or this woman is actually dangerous. I think it, it depends on, on the circumstances, depends on the kind of person you are, what your morals are, what your ethics are. Who it is that they're going after if it's after if it's a close friend, you know, all bets are off. I'm definitely going to warn somebody. But I have had things like this happen in my life. And I actually made myself absent from the community, from the club I love for two whole years because of people who were here that I thought were bad fucking news. And I made the personal decision just to back off. Right. Because of the circumstances, nobody was going to believe what I'd seen behind the scenes. And so that was my personal decision because the truth was when I asked myself, hey, is, are these people or is this one person or two people really, really that bad or was it just my experience? And I, I doubted myself. I didn't know whether it was just me. Maybe they were going to be okay with other people. So it was a tough decision, but I, I thought it was something that I absolutely had to do. Right. Well, I think it, it's, it's definitely um – it can be very difficult because the experiences that I'm thinking of are my, my experiences are not as extreme, but, and I, I feel that a lot of my personal experiences are, are colored by what I experienced and they may not for the next person, you know, people grow and change. And even I have seen it with 
say I'm with somebody and that person in our relationship has grown and changed and what that person has developed at the end, we may not be compatible, but whoever they are with currently or in the future, they may be more compatible with. They may still have dynamics and personality traits that I don't feel are going to be um, healthy for other people, but I don't feel that those are necessarily my judgment calls to point out to as warning signs. That's something that anybody who is getting involved is going to have to learn to see if that's something that they are compatible with or not. My Michelle. Um, for me, I have people come to me and ask me, I had this one lady asked me, she said, um, you know, this guy messaged me out of the blue. Do you know who he is? And, uh, you know, I just saw him at a party once and I, of course I knew him and I was like, okay, well, this is my opinion of him. This is what I've seen him do. This is how he's, he's acted towards my family. Um, my personal opinion is X, Y, and Z. If you're looking for A, a relationship, or if you're looking for B, fun, you know, don't get, you're not going to get A, you're going to get B. So what you do with it is, is Is your information, information. you know, have fun, be safe. But you know, this is what I see. Mm -hmm. I think I see, I'm sensing a theme because there's, there's a word that, that doesn't get used a lot anymore because it used gossip used to be considered a character defect and now it's a multi-billion dollar a year industry that everything is gossip and being up everyone's fucking asshole and in everybody's lives you if especially if you're you know if you're in the public eye or whatever automatically everyone has a right to your asshole and to be up it and live inside of it and know everything that is inside of (laughs) you and your asshole (laughs) and that is basically the truth so where does it come to that level of people are seeking you out and you are deciding that it is your personal responsibility because i have gossiped we have all had that thing where we talk shit about me we we talk shit on this show constantly um but where does it come to that line um, of that this is now just you gossiping? You know, my Michelle had a great example of this was somebody that came to her and she gave an honest opinion. You have now been asked about a person for, for vetting purposes, and I don't ever see a problem with that if someone seeks you out. Papi Ramon! You, fucker! Hey, hey you! Hey, hey what, puppy! When did my dad get here? Oh. <laughs> oh. You want some wow. pudding? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually kind of in the middle of a struggle with that right now. Um, one of my old play partners was talking about her sister was dating a guy and ended up really, really badly uh, where it became like a physical abuse sort of thing. And she's like, I feel like I should tell people that they should know about him. And I always thought he was really bad. And when I first saw him, I always I just kind of sensed that douche as well. Right. And when she said all these things, I'm like, yeah, that kind of confirms it. The douche However, was I don't know all the details. She just kind of gave me very And that was her specific. side. Yeah. And again, it was like, well, it's her side. She's her sister. She might be exaggerating. But it's like, do I do I tell people? Because I see him here at the club a lot more often now. Sure. And when I see new people, I want to be like, no, 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 stay, stay away, because I've I've heard some shit. Yeah, but but I haven't heard anything specifics to really back it up. Mm, but, but again, you know, mm, as as a DM and you know, as an older brother, it's like I get into that protective. Yeah. But again, is it my place? Well, see me after the show, because I want to know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying. <laughs> I mean, but this look is a real conundrum. At, at what point are we actually protecting people? 
And at what point are we uh, spreading gossip that may or may not be true? And sometimes, look, sometimes you end up doing something that you're not proud of yourself for doing. And I will confess to having done this myself because there's fallout from what you're about to do, whether you're right or wrong. Yeah. And there have been times where I've decided to keep my mouth shut, even though if I were a stronger, more courageous person, I might have said something because I don't want to deal with the fallout. I've had lots of people, I'm sure because I'm a pig, um, <laughs> that I, I've heard people talk shit about me all the time because, you know, I play with a lot of people and there's people that are butthurt about that because they don't want to up their game and actually meet people and, and give a fuck about them. So they don't play with a lot of people. So I, I hear, you know, people fucking talk shit about me. Oh, he thinks he's the king of threshold. By the way, I'm the fucking janitor. <laughs> it's hard to be a king with a toilet brush in your hand. Just saying. Um, but, I've seen you clean the bathroom. It ain't pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but it is after I finish, God damn it. it is. I know how to get shit stains off a toilet, let me tell you guys. Oh, yeah. I get in there, right? Amen, my Michelle? Oh, yeah. That's right. Someone's got to do the dirty shit. Literally. Yeah. So, so there's people that are talking shit because they're butthurt. So the way they talk shit about me may be embellished just based on their own butt hurt. So it comes to a point to where I think that as a community, the responsibility can be shared. That you can say, you can be responsible and say, hey, you know what? I know you're seeing this person, and I just want you to know that just watch out for some flags and leave it at that. And that way that that lets them see the flags. And it also, to the people that hear other people talking, it is their responsibility to go, okay, this is one person's opinion. Thank you very much. My eyes are now open to red flags if they come up. And then they can be adults and actually continue their own information seeking. That's a good topic. Good topic. Damn. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a second one. Are we going to have time for this one? This is like your favorite one. Is this the cognitive dissonance one? Yes. <laughs> Dude, we got to go for it. All right. We got to go for this it. This is Saxon76, who, let me just say, King sent me this one. Our friend King, King. sent me a, a link to this. If, if anybody listening to this is reading shit on FetLife and you find a good post, please send it to us because you have no idea the amount of posts I have to read in order to come up with Oh, the that's two. right. We were going to talk about that. Yes. In yes. order to come up with the two oh, posts Oh, I was supposed to have I the choose. crickets. We were like, oh, yeah, hey, let's see what the perverted podcast listeners have been contributing this week. <laughs> <laughs> you know this is your show too, perverted podcast listeners. Stop shooting me, Jesus fucking Christ. This is... Are you... Th- because thank King you. gave her that Nerf gun. Oh, thank you, King. Yeah, now we remember. Lot, King. So, okay. yeah, definitely reach out and give us your uh, input. Right. We need So it. Saxon76 wrote a post called Self-Consent, Cognitive Dissonance, and Happy Kink. Quite a fucking title. All right. I, this is a long one. I'm going to have to give you some, uh, paraphrase this a lot. We can do Basically, this Basically, he's talking about cognitive dissonance, which is the holding of contrary ideas or beliefs. And he gives some common examples, things that we're all familiar with, like, hey, I'm a good person and a proud American, but I cheated on my taxes. Or I'm a good employee, even though I spend 20 hours a week of work time messing around on FetLife. Those are like pretty common. We all deal with that kind of stuff. But then he goes into much bigger things that can cause some major trauma. Things like, I'm a good husband. I'm just having a harmless little fling on the side. Or I'm a responsible adult and in control of my life, even though I am increasingly aware that my enjoyment of certain substances has become an addiction. So you're holding these two uh, opposing uh, opinions about yourself, and they're happening at the same time, and they cause what's called cognitive dissonance. 
but this is the part I love because he wraps it all up and he's he brings up things that actually impact us in the kink community that we are all familiar with. Things like, oh, I'm a 28-year-old woman with a master's degree, yet I let a man command me to do naughty things for him. Or I'm a loving husband, but I really enjoy torturing my sweet wife in ways that would be abuse if consent were not given. And here's one that I thought was pretty intense. I am completely against pedophilia, but when my sweet girl acts like a baby, it gets me crazy turned on. Hmm. And this is how he finishes it off. He says, by its very nature, kink is playing on the edge of what we personally or socially deem acceptable. And much of what we do would be shameful, embarrassing, and often downright criminal. This is why we keep our kinks private and why we are so fortunate to have a community in which we can live out our kinks. Yet there are those darker moments when our cognitive dissonance sets in and we are tempted to revoke the consent we have given ourselves to be who we really are and judge ourselves by some standard of who we ought to be. Mm. Wow. I know. Yeah. <laughs> going a little uh, existentialism, a little, little, little thing, a little, little going here. Yeah. I've had this. We've talked about this a couple of times about myself and how yeah. hard it is for me <laughs> To reconcile with a part of me that wants to submit, even though I was brought up by my mother to be a strong, independent woman who doesn't take shit from anybody and who takes care of herself. And yet there was a time in my past when I I felt complete shame at the fact that I wanted to kneel in front of somebody and, and suck his cock because he had his hand in my in my hair and was making me do it. And it turned me on like insane amounts. And I was so conflicted about that because how could the two parts of me exist in one person? I get that. Do you, honey? Oh, I get you. Oh, yeah. I'll get you. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) I have... There's like hypocrisy is acting on your cognitive dissonance and I, I, I love women, but I beat women, which is really not a cognitive dissonance because I had to deal with it because of my religious programming and because of that. There, there's just so much. There is a lot in this. Topic. Just it sounds cool to say cognitive dissonance because it sounds like an adult <laughs> fucking phrase. So it I had to so smart, really <laughs> look it up. But it really is just that battle that you have that is sometimes extremely beneficial it is extremely beneficial to have that cognitive dissonance to have that battle where you are questioning who you are which means that to get out of that and to find the best solution you have to use your critical thinking you have to actually use your fucking brain because there are conflicting parts of you that say I hear this I was raised with this but this is what I feel And this is what the evidence is of my interaction with this other person. This is what my action will do to other people. And in the case of our lifestyle, where the actions that we do are consensual and that we talk with each other and that we work with each other on this, then that all of a sudden becomes not a negative thing. So, But if I didn't have that cognitive dissonance, if I didn't have that battle... It's very easy for me, who happens to also be that addictive brain that, you know, all of those character defects and dysfunctions, if I did not address that duality, then I would just continue being a piece of shit. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's something that, as someone who not only enjoys the bottom side, but also enjoys the medical side and is a nurse, 
Like I, I literally have had people go, wait, so you're a nurse, but you like hurting people. How does that even work? And I'm like, uh, carefully. (laughs) 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 It's, it's, it's literally complete separation because my, at least the only way it can work in my little brain is there's no crossover. When I'm at work, it is a hundred percent. I'm a, I, I'm a ball buster because you need to make sure that the person's going to do what needs to be done to make sure they're going to be safe, happy and healthy as possible. But there's nothing but compassion. I don't get off on their pain or their suffering. But in the kink world, I still have the ball buster, but it's, it's a little more physical because you're literally busting <laughs> balls. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> But there's still compassion. Ramon. So, yeah, when I first started in the scene, you know, I was raised to be respectful and gentleman. And, and to a degree, I still am. Asshole. But, <laughs> shh. but it struggled a lot when I was in a scene where, you know, it'd be playing and hitting. And she'd yell for something. And the gentleman would come out and say, oh, you're hurting her. Yeah. And the status was like, that's the point, fucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's She'll this internal really monologue going back and forth between the status and the gentleman. And I eventually I had to learn to turn the balance knob right absolutely this is a scene she consented she literally asked for this it's okay and then when it's done turn the balance knob back to the respectful person and make sure you're there so it it, it's it's definitely a struggle and it took me a while to to do that to be able to flip that switch but i think and even now even still after those time i still get a little bit he kind of pops his head he's like hey careful careful." i think that's great though because (laughs) Once again, we've seen a lot of people. I've seen myself. I mean, Kathy and I sit in orientation twice a month. So we're pounded with those basics. Constantly pounded with those basics. How many people? Yes, right up Kathy's sweet, tight ass with the basics. Here it goes. First with the pinky, then the basics. Sodomizing Kathy. But what's it? what that does is because if you didn't have that pounding in our heads... Uh, and Kathy's asshole, if those <laughs> basics weren't constantly being reaffirmed, it is really easy to forget them. I can't tell you how many people, and even myself, even teaching orientation, that sometimes if you if you kind of just try to completely turn off that other voice and say, hey, I know what the fuck I'm doing, I'm just going to do this, there are times where it all of a sudden you forget some of those basics. And I think it, that... Keeping a healthy level of cognitive dissonance going at all times without having it like Ramon says, I can turn it off for the scene and then I turn it back on at the end so I can then go and 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 make sure that I've addressed this other human. I think that is really healthy. I don't think it's something you should try to completely get rid of. I don't think it's possible to completely. Get no, rid it's of it, not. But but, but, but you're but, right. If you, these are two uh, the the two opposing parts of you are the you're hardwired to be that way or it's just in your subconscious or you were conditioned to feel that way, you kind of have no choice about it. So you're right. There, the only way for this to work is for your rational mind to come to your rescue and try and make some sense of it and be the one in charge, just like Ramon said. Sure. Let the rational part of you be in charge. Yes, we negotiated. She has her safe word. We've talked about it extensively. We're all good. Okay, team, let's go and have some fun. 
I'm the same way with this, where I have to deal with, I'm in the medical field, and so I have people come up to me, and I have a big dental fetish. People will seriously ask me. Just a little one. I know. (laughs) People have asked me several, I've had countless people ask me to pull their teeth. Oh. I, I, No. I do not. Ha- I do not have X-rays. I, I mean, like, yeah, I have access to things, but I'm not going to pull your teeth. If you have medical issues or something like that, I don't know about. I could kill you, literally kill you. So you know, as hot as that would be, and as hot as some of the things that I can think up in my mind to do to people medically and really fuck their shit up, am I going to do it for reals? No. Yeah. No, because I I I want to hurt you. I do want to harm you. Mm-hmm. Right. All within consent. Yes, I am a heavy sadist, but if that consent is not there, I am not getting off. And at work, I don't get off on the people that I'm working on. I mean, mm-hmm. I might go, but no. <laughs> Did you just say you have a small fetish? Yeah, that's what I said. Just a little one. Because I've seen that one. jar you carry around full of teeth. I, I Missy. Two. Oh my god, I can't I wait two. to get a hold of some of those teeth. <laughs> Just jars. keep, get more, get more, get as many as you can. I, I want to oh, epoxy yeah, those into flogger handles yeah. and have a flogger handle filled with teeth. No, we're going to do flogger like on the end, so I'm okay. hitting people with Oy. the teeth. Oh my yeah. god. That is, yes! Yes. <laughs> I, think, I think also, I know when I have um dropped both as a top and a bottom it has been because of this it has been my internal struggle and this is literally what at the end of the day has made me hit the floor at the hardest it's not because I didn't feel loved it's not because I didn't feel supported it's literally because at the end of the day when I looked in the mirror the person I saw I didn't like and because I didn't agree with what I had just either done to somebody or just let get done to me So having it can be a really great way to check back in, but it's also a really good, you know, it's, it's also important to remember that you can also tell that voice to go shut the fuck up. Amen. Damn girl. (laughs) Did he seriously just do that? What'd he say? America. 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 Ah, you're going to shoot Ramon. Oh, she's getting out the Nerf gun. The Nerf pellets. Shoot Ramon. She's going to shoot him. Get him. Get, get him. Well, we've got get, a second thing. Well, you're lo- loaded. She's totally, he's using. Shoot, he's, he's meat he's shielding using. Michelle. <laughs> get him. Oh. oh, you got him in the nuts. Oh, right in the titty. Good job. Don't be ashamed to learn things that you need to know. Here's explanations with Dr. Doe. Here we are, Sex Relations with Dr. Doe. Thank you very much. The ladies and gentlemen. Do you have to go? got shot in the balls with the Nerf gun. You still doesn't have a thing for that? No, there's no thing because this is probably done. the last thing. Also, I, whenever I hear Dr. Doe, all I'm thinking of is like this a cute little like doe. Like she kind of like, looks like, like, like that. Like, like, she looks like that. Yes. Okay, so this is probably the last, maybe the last week we'll do this because we did this video, BDSM Dungeon Tour with Dr. Doe. It's already up to like a... 150,000 views and uh, they toured Threshold and whatever. So people had really honest questions about BDSM and so forth in the comment section. So we said, well, we'll answer that on the show because they asked. So here's, so, here's one, the last. I think this we're one's almost to Boogie. Done. Oh, great. Yeah. All, right. All right. It's going to obviously be, be um, how do you contain <laughs> so all this? How do you contain all of this magic? <laughs> I'm looking forward to this question. All right. You ready? Yes, I am. 
is Count Boogie a sex worker or does he do this for fun? Uh. Wait, there's a follow-up. Oh. Well, I could see how you'd make that <laughs> there, this that conclusion. Then follow it up with, if he charges, does the amount depend on the extremity or the number of tortures? Yes. Yes, it does. God damn it. That see that actually did totally pump up my ego because yeah. if you're uh, you know it's it's the social double standard if you're a female prostitute obviously you're dirty but if you're a male prostitute you're a king a king mm-hmm. but yeah. you are a sex worker I, sex worker and prostitute are not the same thing yeah. what you were a pro dom for a long time yeah you're a sex worker that doesn't mean legally I did sexual things with my clients no but no, I'm sex saying sex worker, worker does doesn't mean, mean you're a prostitute. Illegal. You can be on a on one of those cams and you're a cam girl. Yeah. You're not doing anything. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. No, I never gave anyone fucking hand jobs during a fucking <laughs> session. I'm an ethical fucking massage therapist. What? It's true. Oh what? Also, just to point out, uh, <laughs> Cow Boogie only works on women. Hey. <laughs> what a surprise. Um, no, absolutely. This is a great question because that is something that a lot of people think is that everyone that is into BDSM is a professional and that this is something that you pay a dominatrix or a pro dom. Mostly dominatrix is what people envision. And that is not true. Most of the BDSM community, the vast majority of all of us in this, uh, you know, multi hundred tens of thousands of people in this community globally, all six of us, all six of us here <laughs> on the podcast, um, do it because this is what we love to do. We love the journey, the connection and everything. So it is not something that we get paid for. There are people in this community that do both. Like myself, I'll, I'll pro-dom sometimes because there are people that don't want to be in the community, but they still want an experience. So they will pay me or some other uh, professional to give them the BDSM experience. But 99.99% of the people that I play with, I do with because I love what we do. I love the intensity of this play. So that's yeah. a fantastic question. It's a very honest question. I'm very glad sure. they asked it. And this is probably the last one. Could I know what the other book paddle was that Dr. Doe said was pulled off the table? And why was it pulled out? Do you remember that? She pulled one of those paddles off the was table. Was that the Bible paddle? I f- or something, the tarantula paddle? Maybe she didn't I like make spiders. book paddles. I take paddles and I make them in books. So if you saw the video, you'll see that the green eggs and ham paddle is on, where I turn green eggs and ham, the book, into a paddle. Um, but yeah, I guess there was some one. Sh- I it thi- wasn't the Bible one. I think it. I, Maybe it was the tarantula. Maybe it was the tarantula. Was it Goodnight Moon? Or- <laughs> Goodnight Moon. <laughs> The hungry caterpillar, or she just <laughs> drew the fucking line there. You are not beating me with the motherfucking hungry caterpillar. God damn it. That's. Uh, well, we don't know, but we'll find out for you. <laughs> oh, so, well, so that was it. So we're just going to do those two? Yeah, do we have any more of these? We got a couple, but they're, they're very vague, and I just figured. All right, then that is the end. It has it. been a great segment. Thank you very much to Sexplanations, uh, Sexplanations YouTube channel, and Dr. Doe for coming down here and doing a great video that also happens to be bigger than most of her other videos, just saying, because oh, we're yeah. awesome. She should still lust after me, but ah. she. Uh, she doesn't. <laughs> if you're gonna play in public, yes, there is a way. Dungeon etiquette will be expected from you. Perverted podcast will teach you how not to be a douche. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a while since we heard that one. <laughs>
Have you ever seen someone do something at your local dungeon or private BDSM party that just pisses you off? Never. This is the time where we talk about how not to be that guy or that girl. So today is an interesting uh, conversation, which actually goes uh, in line with the cognitive dissonance thing. We had, uh, we talked about talking about what when things go wrong after a scene because we've talked sure. a lot about when things go wrong during a scene ow right Oy, in the chest. who did you hit and where Thank you. Ow, ow did you just shoot my michelle in the cooter no. in the in the side boob? boob side boob that was nice too okay go kathy so uh we originally you and i boogie because abyss wasn't here when we were talking about this said we got examples in our own lives of when this has happened sure. to us but <laughs> which we share on the it's show never almost, gone wrong for me. nothing has ever everyone gone everyone knows my <laughs> douche <stories>. i've got <laughs> so much go wrong but um i remembered that something had happened over the weekend at the club and so we asked these three people to be here to see if they would be willing to talk about it because it was still fresh in everybody's mind and to my surprise they agreed to be here. I think it's very brave. I'm very happy. Thank you very so, much for coming up. Woo! My Michelle, I guess, is going to start and give us the, the narrate. Yes. Tell us what happened. So there was a dragon penis. <laughs> <laughs> the hell was that? That was the dragon was penis. That about, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Velociraptor. <laughs> so um, it was uh, my baby girl Seraphine's um, birthday. And so me, JJ, and another close friend decided to give her uh, her birthday spankings. So the three of us, all heavy tops, um, beat her pretty much for a good two hours, possibly three, and um, ended it with um, a little spiky blood thing from... Vampire glove. No, no, like a... from. Oh, the uh, thing that serial killer makes? Yeah. That is Those some. things are the little hammer with the spikes on it? Yes. Those are exactly. intense. Exactly. So we ended with that, and I'm all... You know? <laughs> and we broke like... Four toys on her, my my favorite cane, and so as we and, were done, and you made her bleed. Yeah, oh, hell oh, yeah, she I made was bleeding. Of course, I well, make allow her bleed. me to say interject here and say that I watched a lot of this, and holy fuck, I thought, how the hell is this girl taking? We this kicked shit? her, we need her, but we, you guys have played with her before. Yes, we. She's, um, you know, she's an experienced bottom. She ate. She's kept hydrated. We've negotiated. I've. She's been my baby girl for two years now, so I know how she, how she works and how she is. And um, so when we were done, uh, I come out, and she was cleaning her toys. Everything was fine. And then I come back, and she's sitting on the couch looking a little like, ugh. I'm like, okay, well, let's get you some water and this and that. And we took her outside, and then she just... Went to the bathroom and projectile vomited. She vomited so much to where she almost passed out. And then I took her into a room and laid her down. Got a DM to get me a room. We laid her down. She threw up some more into where she was basically throwing up bile. So her body just basically went into shock. Um, And then after that, it was just mainly me kind of keeping her, trying to put her in Dellenberg um, keeping uh, a white cloth on her, trying to you know keep the sweat off of her, and um, and then uh, her daddy JJ and the other person came in, and we were all kind of doing our thing, trying to help her kind of get her to where we can actually get her home, so that she can get in her bed and pass out, which is what she did. So then I have a question: nothing that you, when you look back on it and and, and are thinking what went wrong, nothing actually, in your opinion, went wrong. 
No. It just happened that way. No, it was just it was just the weird fluke and uh turns out she started a period the next day, so I don't know if that had anything to do with it cuz sometimes, you know, your hormones work really weird. Um but yeah, she she's she knows what to do. She takes care of herself. She eats, she she drinks water. I made sure she had some water in between while we were beating her. Um so she had what she needed and then I was going to get her some some stuff for afterwards for the aftercare. And did this freak you out? Um I went into a dental assistant mode. So Wow, that is very intense. Uh, I was there for a lot of it, and I saw it happen, and it was, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say I was really scared because she did look white as a sheet, and I did know what was going on, and she was throwing up for a long time, and oh, my Lord, was I scared. So I'd love to hear Seraphine's uh, viewpoint. Yeah, what, What's up, what rock happened, star? girl? <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. And I know you can take a beating. Yeah. Yeah, um... Uh, that had been the first time that butt? I had had such a serious reaction. Yeah, like how, that. How's, how's your butt? It's it's getting better. Okay. <laughs> oh, Still a little tender, yeah. but <laughs> healing nicely. <laughs> so, um, I mean, yeah, she pretty much went into what happened. Um, all I can say is. It did get a little scary at one point for me because that was the first time that my body had reacted that badly. I've gone into shock a little bit, but not like <laughs> Just that a titch. hardcore. Just a touch of shock. <laughs> a lot of shock happening. <laughs> so um, all I did was, you know, I trusted in the people that were my tops to take care of me. And try to stay calm because I did kind of freak out a little bit, but that was not going to help the situation any. <laughs> yeah, but it's understandable. Of course, uh, yeah, you, you are valid in freaking yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, right. it's kind of this is the first time it's happening, and you know, I mean, that's not a normal reaction. Not. Yeah, not for a lot of people. Yeah, have you played with all three of them at that intensity before? Um. No. Okay. That was probably the hardest scene I've l- ever done. Right. So you're you're a very uh, intense masochist. Yes. Would you say that you reached your limit? That you have finally know at what <laughs> what point you need to stop? <laughs> um. <laughs> the answer is no. Uh, the answer is no. Uh, <laughs> shoot her. Shoot Michelle. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Um, it, it definitely caused me to reevaluate my need for that kind of a scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I still really enjoy that kind of pain and that kind of scene. Uh, no, I don't enjoy throwing up and <laughs> and being in shock. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you you might enjoy it, but you recognize that your body has a yeah. limit. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I feel like, yeah, I reached that limit. Right. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Um, was there any time during the scene, obviously you said that you hadn't played with all three or that you had done something that intense before. Was there a time, and, and you can be honest, if you noticed, did you notice any times as the scene was progressing 
that you were having different feelings than you would normally have when you process pain, that there was any potential warning signs that you were like, oh, I started getting this kind of queasy feeling when they did this or something like that that you could remember going forward in the future as kind of a warning that you can let your top know, hey, you know, I'm getting that feeling again. Is there any of those types of warnings? During the scene? No. Mm -hmm. Um, During the scene and even after, I was... I was okay. I was out of it, obviously. I was cleaning up and I was having sugar and water and doing all the normal things that I do after a scene. And um, I really just, it it hit me instantly that I felt nauseous. Right. Like instantly. Um, And that's just when I started throwing up and it kind of just escalated from there. So, um, yeah, if you feel sick, (laughs) that's a bad (laughs) sign. That's a sign. So what I'm hearing from both of you so far is uh, you you did everything that you know you're supposed to do. Yes, this was a more intense scene. With hindsight, it's easy to look at it and say, yeah, maybe we should have pulled back or maybe not. But you were with people who know what they were doing. You felt safe. And even though during it, it was scary, you took care of business and you did the best that you could. Shit like this happens. Yeah, I I. I know the risk before going into a scene like this that this type of thing can happen to me. That, you know, I go into the scene knowing that. Because you're a heavy masochist. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. But now you know where you sit. Right. Uh, Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That that kind of put my ass in check. (laughs) Well, my question, my question would be then to would be towards your tops, because I'm sure if to be perfectly blunt, if this happened with any of my bottoms, it would freak me the fuck out. Like, I'll be I'll be be perfectly honest. Oh, yeah. So, JJ, having heard everything, do you have any different opinions? Did you experience different things? Yes, actually, I was. I knew that she was going into shock because I have dealt with this before. Mm. With her? S- not with her, with other patients. Okay, sure. I used to be an EMT fireman. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I knew the level she was going into, and I knew that she was being taken care of. And I was allowing the care to be, you know, I was allowing my Michelle to take care of because I trust in her ability. And then when I became the basically the nurse when we got home, Right. To make sure everything was fine and she had water and change her bandage. She leaked for like three days. Damn. Really? Yeah. And you were there to take care of her? Correct. Of okay. course. All right. And to make sure she got fed because I mean, she just, it was very. It was a very intense scene, very cathartic. She was letting a lot of emotion out. She was, It's. it was a long time since we had played. The last time we had played was in May and it wasn't even nearly as heavy as that time. So in my, I I believe we did everything we needed to do. I really don't know if she reached her limit. That's only, that's really her. But I would definitely listen to her, you know. Right. Um, Did you see any, did you see any signs while you're playing? Because obviously you guys hadn't all kind of done the the trio thing on her before. Did you Never done a trio. Yeah. So did you see any, any signs that like, hmm, that's a different behavior or was it just, well, it's more intense, so that just seems normal for being more intense? It was more intense. Yeah. I know at least, like, when I've done, um, like, co-topping with, uh, I don't think I've ever done three, but I know co-topping with other people, 
you feed off the other people. And sometimes that can drive a scene a little more one way or another than you originally had intended to. You get into that little like, hey, hey, that kind of. Oh, yeah? Well, you got this toy. How about this oh, toy? Oh, we were definitely doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw. <laughs> it was, there, was, there was some Domgo going on. Which, some what? Domgo, that's Domigo. Dom, Dom oh. Yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, which in, the, which in some ways can be fun and good, but sometimes it's also, it, when you have three heavies, it can be also like, oh, shit, who's driving this bus? Who's driving this bus? Like, <laughs> uh, well, I had a steamroller, <laughs> oh, and then God. there was a... Dump truck and I think a train. Oh Jesus! Mm. So and how was the train? <laughs> oh. So is it was the third person who was topping? Is she a medical professional as well? Uh, no. I do not know. Okay, mm. but there were two medical professionals as tops. The bottom had no clue at any time during the play that something was amiss. And in fact, the scene ended and you were cleaning toys and it was not until you sat down that you realized, oh shit, something's wrong. So despite having done this before, despite Having had long sessions, had a lot of this kind of play, been with people who know you well, not only know you well, but know um, how to play and know what the medical limits are. Despite all of that, still something went wrong at the end of the scene and there was pretty much nothing that could be done. Nope. So, well, so I guess that just means <laughs> shit can happen. I guess so. <laughs> no matter how well you prepare, there's always... Another contingency plan that needs to be made. Obviously, now, in hindsight, you now have other things to check for. And now you have more of a plan of action Correct. for something like that because now you've been through it with this person. The people in Perverted Podcast Line need to know, and most of the people in Perverted Podcast Line are probably not going to play that intensely because most people are not, not that that level <laughs> of bottom. Some maybe more, but most will not. But no matter what you do, I think it's really important for our listeners to understand that this was a scene that had two medical people, a very experienced bottom that loved this type of intensity. Things can still go wrong. The more plans you make as both the top and the bottom – you are going to have less things that happen. What if it would have been a scene where neither person had any medical training experience and something like that happened and it went more sideways? Think people die all the time doing much less intense stuff, not just in BDSM, but in everyday life. So having a plan, thinking through it, spending a lot of time negotiating with your partners and telling these are the types of things we're going to do and allow that to be a progression, I think is this is a perfect example of that. I'm so glad you guys came on here to talk about this because it is really important to know no matter how much you prepare, shit can always go sideways. Yeah, because this is a perfect example of people who have played together for a long time, who know what they're doing, who know all the signs, and something still went wrong. And there was nothing that could have been done. So, yeah, I think, thank you guys so much for being here. That was really, really honest of you and put you guys in a vulnerable space. I think it was great. That was intense. Way to stand forward. (laughs) Fuck. I'm scared now. (laughs) Oh, he's diving headfirst into a vagina. Oh, there goes Boogie. What's going to go on here? Look, everyone's gathering around now. All right, is our, uh, is our little demo mic on? Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, Ellie, I'm going to need your butt right up here. So what we're going to do today, Kathy, can you please explain? Abyss, can you please explain what we're yeah, going to do? Yeah, please, the medical professional. I don't I've- know actually what you're doing. What? <laughs> 
He's uh, going to be using a a newly acquired endoscope to I don't know look up a girl's pussy, right? Yeah, I, I mean, mean let's, like, what let's are be you honest, doing with what's happening I mean, here? Realistically, I don't even know what's happening. Just <laughs> 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 agrees to it. That's yeah, very good. Okay, skip back a little bit. That's the pudding talking. All right, that's the pudding. don't worry, honey. Here, wait. Here, here's the Bill Cosby paddle. This is an actual paddle that I made out of Bill Cosby's fatherhood book with his lover picture on the side. Eat the pudding. I want you to hold this paddle. Ellie, just hold that. Is yes, hold it up to your face. Put it up to your face and cover while we get that. So what we're doing now is I'm making sure I just installed this today. So I'm hoping this works. So what we do is we turn on. Our little video capture, and it should just pop up in endoscope land. Jesus Christ, don't be technical right now. There it goes. Endoscope land. And there it goes. It has a little camera. Yeah, do, is it little, lit, though? It's a little though? camera. Okay, wait. Wait, is it lit? Does it, it have lit. a light? It has LED lights on the okay. end, so it's 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 an endoscope, uh, so it's a probing tool. Literally, it's about... Normally, you can stick it. It's the... Five the, millimeters thick. Yeah, you and they they can put them down throats into orifices. They it's to see in the medical field. It's to see patency. If you're looking around, you don't normally stick them up vaginas, but that's what we're gonna do on this show. What we can? Okay, wait. So now the cam. Okay, so now we have the camera running. First, there's me. Hi, everybody! Oh my god, we're gonna look at a pussy. Okay, there's over here. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> and then. Here is a vagina. Okay, that's so a vagina, all that- right. And Bill Cosby. And Bill Cosby. <laughs> Kathy, I need you to hear for a second because I have to put the speculum in. Oh, yeah. Get over here. Take off your headphones. So you just go ahead and like uh, you know give everyone the visual. Can every everyone because we have it up on the laptop, so it's displayed on the laptop. So you just kind of work around the laptop. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to put a little lube in this here of a vagina. A little lube happening. A little, little lube. No swirly, swirly around there. Uh, if you feel the need to call me a love god, Bill. Oh my god, I'm fingering Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> this is now awkward. Bill, you've transitioned. You decide you're such an asshole to women, you just have to become a woman. That's wonderful. So now, okay, I didn't have time to get the tong warmers. The tong? What are you using tongs for? Well, uh, not tongs, uh, the, the speculum. <laughs> speculum. So I'm now. Okay, here is, is to perverted podcast listeners. Abyss, can you hear me talking? Yes. Okay, good. If you are going to put something metal inside of a vagina, hold it tightly in your hand for about 20 seconds first so it is not freezing once you put it into the vagina. If what? not, or yes, don't. it is true. Or put it, if you're a sadist, then go ahead and put it in the freezer or liquid nitrogen. Liquid nitrogen works really well, too. So, okay, Kat. You just won't ever get it back. You're going to want to turn it to where it's at. Look how you're holding it. Yeah. You're going to want to turn it to the right way, and then I'll figure it out. So now what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and put this speculum in. Let's see. You're going to feel a little pressure. You're going to feel a little bit of pressure. And then we're going to spread open like that. Make an adjustment. How do you feel? Feel okay? Okay. I'm going to tighten that like that. And now we have our open vagina. Let us now go onto a journey into the vagina. Now there's the opening of the vagina. Hey, Kathy, I can't see around you. Okay, hang on a sec. I'm going to push the speculum open a little bit more. 
so we can get in. We want to see that cervix. You have a very healthy-looking vagina, young lady. I like, just... you would know what a healthy-looking <laughs> vagina. Let me tell you, I've looked in a few. All right, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take this out now. I'm going to do it long ways so we can get to her cervix. Kathy? What? I need you to camera camera wrangle. By the way, Perverted Podcast listeners, I am going to load this video up onto uh, Pornhub that we put all our sexy videos on. You okay? Not YouTube. Not YouTube. They won't <laughs> let us do that. <laughs> and then we're going to put embed that on pervertedpodcast.com. How's that feel? Can I go a little more? Yeah. Okay. A little more? Yeah. All right. Good. Now we have some access. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen. We're going in. Oh my god, there should be like some sort of special music. And now we are in a vagina. That's the the white is the natural lubricant of the inside of the vagina. Everyone's all I can't see. Fight for the fight for the laptop. That's it. Now let's see if I can push down. That is look perfect silence. Look, nobody's saying Because no. it's just so fucking awesome. Is this amazing? Wait, is that the cervix? Hang this, on a second. What is that? It's the sides of her labia. I mean, it's the sides of her vagina. It's just the cat. Like. Up on top, there's that. I wish I had a... I need a tool. You need a landmark. I need a landmark. Well, I can know I can get to her cervix. Look, Bill Cosby again. This is amazing. Which way is the camera actually facing? Wait, wait, wait. It Where's turned. The- wait, now her, her pussy's upside down. Oh, my God. Look. Woo! Surfing the pussy! Whoa! Cowabunga! Whoa! 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 This is why I feel normal. <laughs> and that is it. That is the inside of Ellie's pussy. Ladies and gentlemen, a round of applause for this gorgeous vagina. And now, hit enter! And that is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you're in the Los Angeles or surrounding areas, visit Threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. Thank you to everyone who was here for the show, to Seraphine and JJ! Woo! To my Michelle and Papi Ramon! Woo! To Unger and Mark and everyone in the chat room! Woo! To Sam, Sarah, and B. And most importantly, to Ellie for letting us endoscope her vagina! Woo! And Boogie and Abyss and myself, thank you very much for being here. That was us. Oh, there's your cervix. Found it. Oh, Jesus Christ. If you have questions, comments, or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and visit pervertedpodcast.com. What? Hey! You, Boogie! Fuck you, dude. Come on. Finish off the show. Not the girl. Finish the show. (laughs) And finally, Perverted Podcast listeners, with my fingers in a wonderful woman's vagina. I want you to know that this is why we do this show. For me, goddammit! Fuck all of you! This is about me and my perversion. No, I'm just kidding. You're really not. You're actually not. not. Just take that. It's been a great show. Thank you so much to our amazing audience. If you want to support Perverted Podcast, please go to our Patreon page or just click on our website, pervertedpodcast.com, and hit the PayPal button. Please, by all means. I like how she's getting turned on while I'm doing this. You like that? Good girl. 
I love how you're talking about Patreon while you have your fingers in someone's pussy. Now that is a commercial. Oh my Ladies god. Gentlemen, if Budweiser did that, they would sell a lot more goddamn beer. Also, please be a part of our show. Send in your ideas. Send in the things that turn you on that you're curious about. Perverted Podcast at gmail.com. Until next week, show 78 is done, and we are out of air. You need to make your way over here and turn off this the show, man. No. Just... Get your hand out of her. What? Who's going to turn off the show? Ruin the orgasm, man. Ruin it. <laughs> oh, you're just going to keep going. Sorry, honey. Oh, <laughs> fingers are coming out. Oh, pouty look. Pouty. Uh, Bill Cosby, touch the pussy again. Stay there.